Today we continue our series about the Advent or Adventists. The title I gave uh, to this sermon is The Empowered Adventist. Would you like to be empowered Adventists? Or you would rather be sleepy and tired Adventists? I think the answer is yes for a reviving Adventist. But sometimes we come to a point in life when we would say, I am exhausted. I have no strength. I am too tired. I need rest. I need to regain my strength. But sometimes we overestimate our strength and then do more harm to our bodies or our minds than we, we should do. There is a very precious promise in the Old Testament which I try to remind myself of. And as an opening Bible verse, I'd like to turn my Bible and hopefully you will turn with me to the book of Isaiah before moving to our real study. We don't have that much time left this afternoon, but let's focus on this Bible verse first. This is Isaiah chapter 40, 40. Isaiah 40 and verses 28 to 31. This is Isaiah chapter 40 and verses 28 through 31. It says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the end of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isn't that a beautiful prophecy? Over 2,000, almost 3,000 years ago it was written. And it's still valid today. And how often we forget... And the Bible says, have you not known, have you not heard that the Lord is an everlasting God? He is the creator of everything and he he doesn't faint and he is never weary. There is an inexhaustible power in God. And we Christians should understand that whenever we are tired, we are weary, we are exhausted there is always a source where we can go 
And we can ask for power. We can ask for physical strength. We can ask for the renewing of our uh, mental capacities or abilities. Or even our spiritual life. Because sometimes we are just simply exhausted. Both in a physical and in a spiritual sense. Well, Jesus made a beautiful promise in the New Testament, and that's going to be our main study uh, this afternoon. This is found in Acts. Acts chapter 1, and I'm reading verses 4 to 8. This is Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them, meaning Jesus and his disciples... He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So in the Old Testament there is a beautiful prophecy in the book of Isaiah which I just have read about regaining our strength because if we trust in the Lord we will regain our physical, mental, spiritual strength. There is no other source to gain power. But in the New Testament there is a very special passage right at the beginning of Acts. But when you consider this title Acts, or is a little longer title, Acts of the Apostles, do you think it is really about the works of the Apostles? Or the Acts of the Apostles, or maybe this book is about somebody else. I think this book is about the power of the Spirit, not about the power of the disciples. If you read through this long book, you will find out that in the life of the disciples after the resurrection of Jesus, there was a confusion. And even when Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit and uh, baptism by the Spirit or with the Spirit, you know, in verse 6, the disciples expressed some kind of confusion. And sometimes it happens to us too. Even though we try sometimes too hard, maybe not enough, with not enough strength, but we try to follow what the Bible says about God, 
we come to certain points in time when we are obsessed with something. It's strange to say, but it is. What it is, they said it 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 is not for you uh, that you will restore the kingdom of Israel. Is this not the time? And if you listen to the news, there are uh, there are Christian Christians who believe that this is the time to restore Israel. And this is a 2,000-old question. Is this a time to restore Israel? Jesus was talking about the work of the Spirit, but they were thinking of themselves. And sometimes it happens to us, even when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we still think about ourselves. And Jesus was trying to explain that just wait a little bit. And the Spirit will come. Will give you a baptism. That is different from the water baptism. And they were so obsessed with the idea of restoring physical Israel. That even after Jesus made this promise that the Spirit will come, they were still thinking of time. And you know, this is a danger. It, it, uh, it's, a cre- it's a temptation for us. It's a great temptation even for us Adventists because we have passed a 167 or 8 year mark. And we are still here. I think we listened to a sermon by Pastor Mark Finley a few days ago at home. And uh, he said something that was kind of striking. He said, we should not be here. You should not be here. I should not be here. And why are we still here? Why does it happen to us that after another year, then another year we are still around? Because we are obsessed with time. So then God says, I'll give you more. If you need more time, I'll give you more time. But he wants to give something better than time. And that's what I found in these Bible verses. So Jesus said to wait for the promise. And don't leave Jerusalem. You know, we should not leave the church before the promise is fulfilled. And we have brothers and sisters who are running everywhere. In the church, then another church, then in this church, then another church, then no church. 
But Jesus said something about Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a symbol of the church. Don't forget that. It's a symbol of the New Testament church. And he said, stay in Jerusalem because you have to become witnesses in Jerusalem first. So don't think you need to leave and that's the solution. And I am I'm not I'm not saying I'm proud, but I just need to tell you something. I together with Martha, we are third generation Adventists. Doesn't mean that we are better Adventists than you are or others are. But we have learned something from our grandparents and uh, from our parents that this is the church of God. Although we don't have that name, we have a better name than the church of God. But in, in our whole understanding of, of the Bible and Bible prophecies, we need to be sure and straightforward that we are the last ones. The Laodicean church. And so Jesus told to his disciples, stay in Jerusalem. And you will be baptized by the Spirit. It says, you shall be baptized, in verse 5, with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. How many days uh, did Jesus spend after his resurrection in, in still in this world how many days 40 days and then he was coming to the very end of those 40 days when he said this that in a few days you will be baptized by the spirit and to me it's amazing that we have nothing recorded in the New Testament about those 40 days. Because if you go back to Acts chapter 1, you know, it says that this is a writing. He's writing to Theophilus. Beginning at verse 1. Of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments or instructions to the disciples whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible. I like this term. It's not about the Pope. It says, it's about Jesus by many infallible. This is the New King James Bible. Or unmistakable. Or convincing. Proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God must have been a beautiful experience for the disciples for 40 days but nothing is recorded in the Bible 
And this is going to be one of my questions I will ask of Jesus. You've been here for 40 more days. And there is no word about what you said. But the Bible says that he was speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. For 40 days. And we have no knowledge, no recordings in the Bible about those 40 days. But of course, there was something more important than those 40 days. 10 more days. Because Jesus gave them instructions what to do. And he reminded them of the promise given by the Father. Just wait for the promise. What was this promise? If you go to Acts chapter 2 verses 32 to 33. Acts chapter 2 verses 32 to 33. It gives you a picture of what the purpose was. And this is part of the sermon given by Apostle Peter of the Pentecost. And he's explaining what was really going on. Verse 32, chapter 2, verse 32 and 33. It says, This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of, that's the definition, the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. So as a result of the outpouring of the Spirit, Apostle Paul, who was a fisherman, but he became a fisher of men. He was a fisherman, but he became a fisher of men. And then he stood up and he gave a sermon and I'm thankful to God for this sermon. Although we don't have the sermons and the teachings of Jesus of those 40 days, but we have this beautiful sermon. And he said that we are all witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus. And he was exalted. He's at the right hand of God. And he received the promise. This is very interesting how he puts it. He received the promise from the Father. And that was the sending of the Holy Spirit. And then he poured out this. Which you now see and hear. So there was this, the promise given by Jesus. And he himself received the promise and he was passed on to his disciples. So sometimes we have the wrong focus. We have a beautiful promise and we are dealing with something else. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus says, well, to be honest, he didn't say yes. He didn't say no. But he knew it was not coming. So he said something better than this. 
It is not for you. He was very polite. And Jesus is always polite. So gentlemen, we need to learn this from Jesus. I have to learn this. To be polite all the time. There was a very polite answer. Because he said, it is not for you to know. What is this? Times or seasons? Periods of time or moments of time in the Greek language. And we have a strange obsession with time. We are curious about time. How long would it last? When should we be able to finish it? How long should I wait? I, I, I want to have it now. So we have a struggle with time all the time. He said, no, don't worry about time. You should not be obsessed with time. He says, this is not for you. It's not for your good. Just to simply be curious about time. No. Because the Father has put it in his own authority. In his time. His way. I don't have to be, be worrying about that. But then he had something, he said something about another kind of power. Because the term authority means power, as we all know. So he, meaning the father kept it, the whole question of time was kept in his power because he created time. So he said that when the Holy Spirit has come then you will receive power and this is an interesting term it's dynamis in the Greek language which would mean power, strength ability, capacity or even supernatural power and we, we have a term in English dynamic you know this term dynamic he's a dynamic preacher or dynamite it comes from this Greek term dynamis which means very special power or ability even supernatural power so we need to see what is really coming through the power of the spirit I, I collected a few quotations from Ellen White and I'd like to read a few of them because we need to understand that the gift of the Spirit was not limited to the time of the disciples or was it? I found an interesting uh, uh, quotation from Acts of Apostles by Ellen White on page 49 she wrote the following, The promise of the Holy Spirit is not limited to any age or to any race. Christ declared that the divine influence of his Spirit was to be with his followers unto the end. 
from the day of Pentecost to the present time, the Comforter has been sent to all who have yielded themselves fully to the Lord and to His service. And it says to all, <coughs> to all, <coughs> excuse me, who have accepted Christ <coughs> as a personal Savior, the Holy Spirit has come as a counselor, sanctifier, guide, and witness. Thank you so much. When it's here, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> this is interesting. <coughs> so it says that the counselor, the Spirit, comes as a counselor, sanctifier, guide, and witness. The more closely believers have walked with God, the more clearly and powerfully have they testified of their Redeemer's love and of His saving grace. So this is a, a beautiful promise sent by the Lord through His servant or messenger that the promise of the Holy Spirit is not limited to any age or to any race. As Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you is the same promise with he, which he is giving to us after 2,000 years. And of course the purpose, what is the purpose of having this power? Is not for our own upbuilding. This power has a very special purpose. Because Jesus said that you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the, the earth. But of course the question is, when is this end will come? When? How many more months? Years? How much more time? How long would that last? Well, we have no revelation about time. And we should not be obsessed with time. We should understand that this is not for you to know the time. But it's much more important to know the task to become witnesses. And you know the power of personal testimony is the greatest power. When you or, or me can give personal testimonies to a skeptical generation that's the most powerful witnessing and we know that the work will be finished not so much by arguments but by the convincing power of the spirit that's what Ellen White writes which means that we need to receive this kind of power that would overrule our human nature. And of course, that would change us. How long should we wait? 
I'd like to close with two short quotations. One is, is found in uh, Christ's Object Lessons on page 69. And this is a beautiful quotation. I think you all know this, but it's always good to remind ourselves. It says, Christ is waiting with longing desire for the manifestation of himself in his church. That's what we should be obsessed with. <laughs> in, in a good sense, I'm using obsessed. So, is waiting with longing desire for the manifestation of himself in his church when the character of Christ shall be perfectly reproduced in his people, then he will come to claim them as his own. And you know there is another sentence. Sometimes we don't read a sentence, but it's, I think it's important. It is the privilege of every Christian not only to look for, but to hasten the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we should receive this power. And we should be baptized every day by the Holy Spirit. That's what Ellen White is writing. But there is a limit. And we need to understand this limit. This is taken, this is second quotation from Prophets and Kings by Ellen White. On page um, 416 and then page 417 Prophets and Kings it says a neglect to repent and to render willing obedience will bring upon men and women today as serious consequences as came upon ancient Israel there is a limit beyond which the judgments of Jehovah can no longer be delayed. There will be a limit in time, but we don't know. God knows only. It says the desolation of Jerusalem in the days of Jeremiah is a solemn warning to modern Israel. That the counsels and admonitions given them through chosen instrumentalities cannot be disregarded with impunity. God has given us so much. But we need to see the limit beyond which the judgment can no longer be delayed. Are we hastening or delaying? The second advent. But remember, we cannot delay it infinitely. Cannot be. Because it says that there is a limit beyond which the judgments of Jehovah can no longer be delayed. What shall you do today? What shall we do today? Can we pray to the Holy Spirit? Not only 
for the Spirit, but to the Spirit. We need to learn how to pray to the Spirit. Because based on... I, I see some faces. Uh, <laughs> but you know, there is something we, we need to remember, and I did not really want to read this Bible verse, but it just came to my mind, Romans 8. Romans 8 and verse 26. I'd like to close with this Bible verse. It says, Romans 8 and verse 26 says, Likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. That's for sure, you agree, okay? Because we have just learned that the old power comes from the Spirit. No problem. It says, for we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. Does agree with this? Then he continues on, but the Spirit himself makes intercession. What is this? It's not Jesus who is making intercession. So the Spirit is making intercession. For us with groanings which cannot be uttered. What does that mean? Is Jesus our intermediator up in the heavenly sanctuary or the Holy Spirit is the one who is interceding? Or both? If you pray to Jesus, can you pray to the Spirit? Can you? Think about that. I don't want to create any tension. Because there is enough. <laughs> there is enough. But just think about that. Think it over. If the Spirit is interceding. And he's using terms which cannot be uttered. Think about that. Then the Spirit is praying for you today. He is interceding so you can pray to the Spirit, I believe. Because the Spirit is the one who is the promise. And because of his human nature, Jesus is not with us anymore. He, as we know from scripture and we also know from the writings of Ellen White that he retains his human nature forever. So he is not here in this world but the spirit is the other helper as Jesus said. And he is the spirit of truth so he can give us that dynamite if you will that will change us forever. So that's my wish this morning that our good Lord would really help us to understand the personality as well as the work of the Spirit because that's our greatest need. And when the character of Jesus is perfectly reproduced, he will come back. So God bless all of us. Up to that point. Amen.